three, two, and one. Everybody, welcome to the show. My name is Ride Dog. You are listening to Ride Dog's Invisible Spectacle, the number one podcast in the world. Cue the sound effects. I have a, a very special guest here. She's been here three times already. Uh, you know her. You love her. You uh, you know her from her appearances in in uh, nude magazines such oh as Playboy. God, no. We no. are so excited to have Miss Deanna Ladiano in the studio again. Deanna, welcome. Thank you, but don't lie. <laughs> okay, no, I I know you, you guys. I don't do those things. I always. I always allow my guests the opportunity to clear the truth. To, to, yes, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Yeah, he just often lies. That is not the truth. No, I, I don't, don't do lie. No, things. no, I'm not a liar. <laughs> okay. Um. So you're probably wondering, well, where's the rest of the gang? Oh, aren't you supposed to get drunk? Yes, uh, we were supposed to do that. But in fact, we are going to be doing that for RAS number five. Um, it, it just seemed better logistically to do that episode on New Year's rather than the next one. And... Uh, one of us got COVID. I'm not going to name any names, but it was uh, it's pretty serious. So now um, we are talking about Medicare. We're talking about Star Wars. There was a Mandalorian finale that that we just recently was released. So we're going to get into that, uh, and then we're going to go into uh, more things on Twitter. So we're happy to to showcase all of that to you, the audience, uh, and more. All right, let's get into it. So, the first thing we have is uh, Jimmy Dore's strategy on passing Medicare for All. Now, this was interesting because I was actually on YouTube and Jimmy Dore released a video on on how progressives should should, uh, strategically pass it, strategically force the older Democrats to to hold the vote. So let, let me just get into what Jimmy Dore had suggested to everybody and and all the d- arguments that have been happening because of it on on Twitter and uh, and uh, throughout YouTube. So let's let's start here. So reading from my notes, I have uh, political activist Jimmy Dore is currently working on pr- pressuring progressive members of Congress to withhold their vote for Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House unless she holds a vote on Medicare for All in the House. Now, Deanna, I want to ask you, uh, as uh, as my one and only panelist for today's episode, what are your thoughts on this idea, and does it seem to be too brash? Oh, okay, we're going to get into that right away. Yeah. Well, okay, because there's a lot that goes into his idea, and I get where he's coming from in the sense of, like, this is a strategy to, like, well, because one, let's look, at, let's look at the facts first, and even I know you're friend um yeah we have a consultant of the show but we're gonna go ahead and introduce him a little bit later down the line okay yeah because one of the things that i the first thing i thought of right away was okay if they're going to pass something in the house what difference is that going to make because the fact of the matter is is that the senate is controlled by republicans so whatever bill passes in the house it can be this great amazing bill that's going to help everyone but it's not really going to do anything right but that's not the only thing we should look at especially when it comes to his arguments um door what he was talking about um because i know part of the arguments talked about how um this would be a good strategy to see which dems are actually for this right. and those who are against mm-hmm. And I think that could be a possibility. However, at the same time, like one thing, since it is blocked off at the Senate, yeah, they don't necessarily have to. Okay, so they don't have. They can vote, and they can like say, like you know what, I'm just gonna vote yes because I know either way it's gonna die, so I don't get any like negative rep from this. So they're not 
really voting on something but rather they're just like saying okay i'll say yes just because i know it's not going to happen and it's still going to benefit me because i'm going to look good even though i don't truly agree with this so i don't know if that's going to actually create any pre like yeah it puts dems in in a weird spot too because if they let's say there's a shitty bill on the floor and they just decide not to go with it because it's too quick it feels like actually writing out this proposal and, and presenting yeah. it to everybody on the floor there's like weak arguments behind it because it's just it doesn't look good but the public the the problem with this in case the, the democrats were to run into a situation like this the public would perceive that as weak-willed i mean they would see that as being compliant with uh, a older uh more more powerful democrats like nancy pelosi yeah. and being and not willing to stand up and, and speak truth to power. Well, see, I think it's important that we do speak truth to power and that they actually, you know, fight for these things. However, when it comes to like, if you just look at it, okay, how many of them are there? I forgot the exact number. Yeah, there are so many, because like, I was watching a video on this and this is actually, this is from like a non-political source that I found on YouTube and it was called Healthcare Triage. Although I, I'm not, I have not looked into the credibility of this website, but he he was going into the different Medicare for all plans. And so yeah. the one that's the most progressive, of course, is from Bernie Sanders. Um, universal coverage, single payer, everybody would receive benefits. Nobody would le be left out of this plan. Yeah. And then there are some similar bills like his that come from progressive members that happen to be a part of the floor, like uh, from Congresswoman Jay Paul. I think that's her name. And then there are mixed variations in, in both the House and the Senate. And uh, a lot of them you know, applied to different age groups. So if you're older, for one one example, for instance, it has uh, Medicare that would only be for newborns, children, and infants. Yeah. And then, you know, once you reach a certain age, you would be a part of like the private healthcare insurance sector. Yeah. And then if you're above 65, then you would get Medicare. Yeah. But, and, but there's so many different types like that. Exactly. Okay, so that's the one, like that's the first thing I guess we should look at is like what plan exactly is going to be passed because it's so, there's so many like plans and not one of them is like fully perfected and so which one would they bring to the floor because when, every time someone's like Medicare for all, it's like, okay, yes, we all agree or like a majority of us agree that there should be universal coverage, that everyone should have the right to Medicare, like Medicare and should right. be right, you know, to healthcare. But the thing is, like, okay, how are we going to do this? Well, that's that's the thing. What? How do how do Republicans approach that? What do they say? Is it is their approach just to suggest that everybody should be responsible for themselves? Well, okay, it depends on which Republicans you ask. Well, the, just well. just Republicans as a whole. Well, I mean, you can't see. I feel like there's more extreme Republicans who are like everyone should pick themselves up by the bootstraps. So they everyone should be responsible for their own things. But at the same time, it's like you don't even give us boots to begin with. So how are we supposed to do that? I think yeah, Trump is very unclear about the position that he's taking. I mean, obviously he wants multi, multi care. There's single multi payer. Multi. He's obviously for yeah. multi payer health insurance, which I'm not exactly clear about the the the, the distinction between that and single payer. Single payer is where. You pay your taxes and then you would, you know, receive benefits if you were to go back into the system and and cash in, okay, if you will. Single payer, according to my notes that I took, like, I think a year, two years ago in speech and debate. Right, your speech and debate competitor. I forgot to mention that in the last episode <laughs> that you were on. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we did debate about this for so 
like so many topics revolved around this so we were able to hear both the pros and the cons and we're not I, i'm not gonna say that it's just purely like a good thing i think it's a good thing because everyone should it's a right that everyone should have but when you go about how you're doing it that's where you run into like the disadvantages and so forth however it's like medicare in general is really complex and complicated to understand and most people don't even know how that works because there's not just one type it's like medicare a b c and d apparently i don't know like medicaid medical medicaid is state ran so medicare is the one that's federal that like the federal government runs medicaid each state is different on how they run that and they like you know have their own guidelines but the medicare is the federal one and there's four different options and medicare medicare is federal as of yeah. right now yes and, from and it's a year ago. and there's it's a mix between having that on its own and then using private insurance to, to supplement yeah. some parts of it right so yeah because the affordable care act what it did it's basically allowed for that as well as it still had it was like a compromise between single payer and private sector in a way yeah so people had the option so like if you wanted to go private you can still or stay private you can stay in that route or you can get the one that like um the federal government was offering so let let me ask you another question yes does uh, and we talked about this off the record too and i know we're being a little bit redundant but let's go ahead and and talk about it anyway does everyone have some form of coverage as of right now okay so the one thing we talked about earlier is like we would have to define what everyone means and coverage means yeah exactly does everyone extend to undocumented folks yeah or just citizens yeah um, so when it comes to undocu folks, I generally feel privileged that I am in California because we do get some form of coverage. Um, they're they've California is very progressive and they have passed a lot of things because yeah. you know they've been advocating for them. So as an undocu folk, I'm able to get some form of coverage. But my mom, like she's undocumented too, but she can only get emergency. Like it's only for emergency. So she yeah. So it's very limited. Um, but in like the U.S. as a whole, and docu folks can't fall in right. under any federal program, so we don't get any aid. So it's only state based. So if your state has some form of coverage for docu folks, you're good. If well, you're not, don't. What about for every citizen? Does it have some as of right now for every citizen? For every citizen, there's a see. Okay, when you because that's that's what the whole idea was behind affordable yeah. the, the Affordable Health Care Act. No, there's still millions who are like not covered, and the, the okay. So when it comes to coverage. One, every person, regardless of whether like you're undocumented, a citizen, if you have insurance or not, they can't deny you care. Like say you're in an accident, you go to the hospital, they can't, um, bless you. Thank you. Um, They can't, yeah, they can't just let you die. If you go to the hospital and you're like dying, they have to try to, you know, save you. Yeah. They can't just be like, oh, well, not to be that off person topic, can pay. But I've, I've, I saw like 10 seasons of Shameless this year. <laughs> And there was a character named Frank Gallagher, and he's like the worst Gallagher, like family member out of all of them. And he abuses. He was. He's the one that's been known to abuse emergency services. Oh, and he's wow. like racking up all these hospital bills, and and they. Yeah. And so I mean, it could be different. We're depending on where you live, especially. But they live in the state of Illinois, Chicago, and he's racking up all these uh, all these bills, and yeah, uh, you know, and and not paying anything back. But, See, yeah, because they can't deny him care, but you can still, you know, but you're not technically covered because he can't pay for it. But, yeah. you know, the bills have to, t- I mean, the bills, the hospitals have to take. There's no point bills. in mentioning that. There, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there is, yeah, in a way yeah. there is, because yeah. that causes a problem for some hospitals, especially if it's like a hospital that doesn't have too much money. And now they like, how are they going to pay for that? Right. You know, 
Um, but yeah, going back to I forgot where we left off. No, I I think oh you... coverage. Yeah. Yeah. So if you buy coverage, you mean insurance? No, not everyone has that. Even if you're a citizen, you're not covered, so you can't go for basic things. Because I know the Affordable Care Act did get millions of people some coverage, but there were still millions who don't have it. Mm. However, what it like you know the problem within Medicare is like, oh, is it adequate enough? Is it good enough? And would Med- universal care? Medicare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's all so confusing. It's very complicated. I was like, uh, before I did my research on this topic, you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine and he's like explaining all of these, uh, you know, all all the complications of our current healthcare system. And I say to him, well, Dave, I I don't know. This is all just a bunch of mumbo jumbo to me. This is (laughs) not making any sense. I just have, I I even admitted it to him. Like I have a very one-dimensional, and a lot of people do. I I have a very one-dimensional understanding of, of what the healthcare system entails and and what we can replace it with. Yeah, and see, the healthcare system in general is very complex. For even those Ugh. who have it, you don't even know like what student debt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything is complicated yeah. when yeah. it comes to yeah policies and so forth. Well, I want to bring it back to. Uh, the the original conversation that yes. we were having, which was, is this idea too brash? And a lot of arguments are in favor of mm-hmm. it. There, it puts the Democrats in a weird spot. Yes. But you know, at the same time, if you vote no on it, on on a on a on a succinct and clear intention of providing Medicare for all yeah. to citizens. And you're voting against them during a pandemic, then okay, you, know, you shouldn't like as a Democrat and and for Pete for a person that's a part of the party, or, yeah, or wants to generally expand like all these social services, social welfare. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to pass that, yeah. I, you I mean, if you if you want to be the party that's considered to care for people, even though they don't really, yeah. I mean, of course there there are going to be some huge administrative and startup costs, but. It's a pandemic. Yeah, no, definitely. I think <laughs> they should at least for, like pass something that allows yeah. people to get covered now because millions have lost their coverage because like usually it's tied up to your work. So if you have a job, depending on the job too, because not every job offers that, you're able to get at least some form of coverage. But people are losing their jobs left and right because of this pandemic. And that's yeah. why we have millions who are uninsured, like even more now. I, so it's very important I read to pass a, I read a number on Twitter that... Well, it's a tweet, and and, and, <laughs> and usually in, in Twitter fashion, it's supposed to like embellish and and dramatize everything for just to ca- catch your attention. But it's Twitter. But it had all of these countries, um, in twenty in the year twenty twenty, uh-huh. and it, and it had like the different flags right right above the United States. So the United States was like the last one on the list. So it shows all these countries, and it showed like what how what number of people in each one had actually lost healthcare, and then for yeah. for each flag, it said zero 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 zero, and then until it got to the United States, in the United States, as it turns out, lost. fourteen million people are living there without um, healthcare. I'm pretty sure that number is without any kind accurate. of co- coverage. Yeah, yeah, because that's the problem with our healthcare being tied to our jobs. When something yeah. like this happens, oh, you lose shit. your job. I didn't even think about that. You lose your coverage. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. So now, people, let me let me just assume where they're at right now. Let me just like 
hypothetically, let's let's take Bob for instance. Yes. Let's look at Bob. Bob. Bob worked at the hospital. He he worked in janitorial services, and now he lost his job, and he lost most of his most of his healthcare benefits. So let's let's look at Bob for instance. And now Bob, he is doing unemployment and doing DoorDash. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? He that means under the Affordable Care Act, he's still paying some some form of taxes, and and well, his coverage is a lot less than what it used to be. And it wouldn't be, and it it wouldn't go up to the threshold of coverage. Well, no, that I'm try- depends. I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand it. Like, okay, he wait. Uh huh. He goes to the hospital and he receives some type of some type of benefits, but not the same benefits that he used to. No, so but he could still utilize Planned Parenthood. Okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, wait, men can go to Planned Parenthood. Can they, they can, yeah. You you, you know you, you they can they should go to Planned Parenthood uh, Planned Parenthood and get tested. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um, they That's, can. That's okay. Completely You're more good. informed on this topic, so I'll let you, I'll let you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I lost my train of thought. Okay, what, but Bob. What would, okay. What would What would Bob do? So Bob, <laughs> if his if <laughs> okay. okay um if his insurance was if he had insurance through his job when he lost his job he has no insurance anymore so he's done for he oh, hasn't any no, any, any kind of insurance no, yeah he doesn't have any kind of insurance because it's tied to his job unless he has. But unless he pays for it privately, unless he like pays for it himself, but how is he going to pay for it if he yeah, lost but his and job? under the Affordable Care Act, you're supposed to receive some type of coverage. Yes, you're supposed and, and to, it, and if and you live under a certain income bracket. Yes, yes, yes. You're and, right. And Bob isn't making that much money in this okay. <laughs> Bob is very desperate. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yes, I think a lot of us are desperate <laughs> nowadays when it comes to, yeah. <sighs> Anywho, um, the thing is though. You're supposed Bob to Bob will a- do anything to survive. Oh my god. He'll kill. No. <laughs> Stop making Bob a murderer. Yeah. Bob is nice, okay? Yeah. Um right. so Bob here. Um I lost my train of thought. Uh okay, Bob. Okay, yes, under the Affordable Care Act, you're supposed to have some type of insurance or else you have to pay, right? Even your taxes when you do your taxes, if you don't have health insurance, you end up having to pay for that. Um, so the thing is, though, most people, they're like, okay, I have health insurance because I have a job. So that's covered. So I'm good. I don't have to pay that. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, it's under their job. No, I know that. But you're supposed to. No, you, you can replace it with something else if you lose your job. That's what I'm, I mean. Can't you? You can, but you have to pay for it. I know that. Like, I know you can go to. So. The Wait, Affordable I'm... Care Act works in one of two ways, right? Either okay. you you go to a, an insurance company and you pay these high premiums, mm-hmm. but if you're not able to afford that at all, then yes. these taxes will. I mean, other people's taxes will allow you to be, be to be a part of some for, some sort so of program. It depends. For uh, and we're, yes. and Bob is an American citizen. Uh huh. Okay, but the thing is, own this is when it comes to okay. So the Affordable Care Act was a compromise compromise between single payer and private sector, and it basically what it did was three things. One, it gave the choice to the, to the middle class working age adults, so it gave them the choice of either going for single payer or private sector. Two, the thing is that only certain people qualify for government run programs, and three, age distinction on dependents. I don't know what that that was years ago. Wait, what was the notes. second thing? Only certain people qualify for government-run programs. So these, even though there are government-run programs, you have to fall under the qualifications, which some of them depend. It's like, oh, if you're older than like 65, 
or if you have any like well honestly they've taken a lot away from like folks who have disabilities but see there it depends because they set the guidelines on who qualifies for this coverage based on either income age and so forth and that's why we have three different forms of medicare because those are like different ones and depending on which one you can qualify for maybe only one uh i think c's a sees a combination of a and b and so it's it's really complicated and complex so wow yeah i have no idea how any of that works it's it's really complicated i know a bit but i'm still confused too right. so all right let's move let's on. go back to let's move on to the likelihood of of, of medicare for mm-hmm. all passing through the senate through this floor. plan as, as of right now as of right now this is you're listening. This podcast is being recorded on December nineteenth, twenty twenty. This is. We don't know whether Republicans are going to receive the majority in the Senate, nor do we know if yeah. Democrats are going to receive the majority in the House. So we're we're, it, we're the country is in a especially weird spot right now. Republicans have already acknowledged that that Vice President Joe Biden is the president elect as of right now. Yeah, I actually got on record to saying. That he's the vice president elect. This was an RIS <laughs> number two, and I was I listened to it and I was like, ah, oh, shit. I, anyways, I I'm correcting myself. But okay, so let's say the Democrats receive the majority in the Senate. They they receive the majority in the House, and and what is and we have a good viable plan. Let's say we have something close to what Bernie is is idealizing, uh-huh. and it goes to the House floor. Yes, and it's drafted by AOC and the squad, uh-huh. and and they bring it under Nancy Pelosi, and they have a bunch of sponsors that uh, that are, are that are going to be a part of it, and they manage to pass it. So, yes, there's there's so many steps actually. There are well, so there's a lot of things that are left ambiguous under this, right? Because it's just it's it's uh, it's it, it's a tough approach. Yes. So you're you're saying that. Unless Nancy Pelosi holds a vote, then you're not going to vote for her for Speaker of the House. That Kevin McCarthy's going to replace her. Okay, see, that's there's another but, problem. But hang on. Okay, hang on. Go. So yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, all right. You don't know when she's going to hold the vote. Mm-hmm. She don't know if she's going to if they're going to do it under Trump or, or Biden. I mean, they're most likely going to do it under Biden because why would, would tr- be why would Trump smart. ever be incentivized to do something like that? Yeah. But it's it's also at the same time Biden is not a progressive leader and he wouldn't he he's less likely to sign off on something like that. He's he's not as progressive, but I think he would get a lot of backlash for not doing so, especially if the if the, if it were to be that the Dems control the House and the Senate and the presidency. Yeah, it'd be very dumb of them not to pass anything. But here's the thing. Yes, but they we're coming won't. out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We're coming out. The vaccine is already being administered. My mom is getting it. Wow. Yeah. Congrats. So in a week from today, because she's a healthcare worker. Yeah. So. Uh, don't visit her at the hospital. Otherwise, I'm going to come over there and kick your ass, okay? You don't, you can't come after my mom just because of my controversial views. So if you if you do anything to her, I'm going to come after you. I will come after you, kill you, and eat your firstborn oh child. Just kidding. Um, what was I saying? Um, Senate, you were 
painting a picture of if they were able oh, to Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So Biden is aware of the trajectory that we're heading in. So let's say Pelosi decides to hold the vote in March, mm-hmm. right? And it passes through the House and the Senate. Well, then everybody, well, like at least half of Americans are going to be having the vaccine at that point. There have already been two that have been authorized to to exist in the United States yeah. right now. The Moderna one and then the, the that, that was just so recently Pfizer, approved and then yeah. the, the Pfizer. Pfizer, something like that. Pfizer, yeah. yeah. So they, uh, if Pelosi agrees to AOC's terms, she can go about it strategically and promise to hold it in March. And then Biden would be the one to not sign off on that because the economy would go be going back on its feet. Mm-hmm. But Biden has his re- has his reasons has his has his valid reasons to yes. not sign off on it as well. But see, it'd be very dumb of him if both the House and the Senate were to approve of that. But I doubt they will, because a lot of times, like back in, I forgot That's what true. year. He's going to be the the, the standalone Democrat. Yeah, exactly. So that would not be very wise of him to not sign off on on that if both the House and the Senate full of Dems are approving it. But first, let's backtrack a bit, though. Are we ever going to get to that place? One thing too, though, to mention is that there was a year it's very during. Yeah, it's very unlikely. But even during the Obama administration, there was a point where the Democrats controlled the House, the Senate, and the presidency. Mm-hmm. But they didn't get anything done. And a lot. One of the things that I've heard from these government officials is that the reason that they're like, oh no, we can't pass anything to like help undocu folks or something, right? Because in two years we're gonna we have to run again. And if we do something super radical, then they're not gonna vote for us and we're gonna lose the seats to the Republicans. And they didn't do anything. They didn't pass anything That's to stupid. help a majority. It's very stupid. They didn't. Honestly, Biden did a really good job at, at mentioning how undocumented immigrants were con- contributing more than they were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but because they're, they're they're American citizens. Thank you. And technically, if you come from the Americans, you kind of are American. Um, anywho, uh, going back to that. So, see, even when they were in control of things, they didn't pass anything that mm-hmm. was, you know, real that was going to help the people because of that quote unquote fear that then the Republicans were going to get control of the House or the Senate. And the fact is that Republicans still ended up getting control despite them not doing anything quote unquote radical, which honestly, Medicare for all is to me not radical. It should be a right. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of ways to go about it and i, I kind of want to get into uh, what our consultant was saying about how other countries are running medicare for all and and the uh the the sort of integration that it has with the private yeah. sectors of healthcare. so uh, we actually have a consultant that uh, that's working for the show right now his name is edward chi he's a, a recent graduate of whittier college and he's going to whittier college and he's going to law school so uh so these are his comments so he generally supports an expansion of Medicare. Uh, there's a lot of countries that have been able to pull it off successfully, like Taiwan. And so we're going to go ahead and bring that up as an example. But Edward um, sees this plan as being doomed for failure because of a, of a Republican majority. And uh, and anything younger, that passes the House. And in general, anything that passes. Th- yeah, exactly. Anything that passes through the House will eventually die in the Senate. Um, so let me just go into his views on, on Taiwan. So, and I, I have a couple facts for everybody here right now. Um, so Taiwan, uh, and everybody should look this up. It's an, it's a, it's an amazing article on Vox and you, you can look it up. Um, 
basically how it works everybody gets an ebt card and there's a certain limit on the card so you can only refill it during um interval intervals and in, in certain time periods you know like maybe two or three times throughout the year so just think of that's how that system and how it might work out in your head and uh and Healthcare providers, private healthcare providers also exist, uh, and they also happen to be on the fence on this issue. But the, uh, a large majority of the public, I'd say 80% of them, is in favor of this, and it's been uh, it in there as as a system for over 25 years. And and so the system is mostly funded by payroll-based premiums with contributions from workers and their employers, supplemented by more progressive income taxes and tobacco and lottery levies. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there are successful ways of, of pulling this off. But a lot of the time, uh, and what Republicans and, and conservatives like to argue against the most when, we're, when talking about this issue mm -hmm. is that a lot of doctors are going to be taken advantage of. And so... Uh, um so yes. let me let me just read you a figure a fact oh okay so uh shin as uh as, as one of the doctors that the reporter had spoken to in writing this article says that he sometimes sees the same patient dozens of times every year uh in the emergency department where he works often for problems that aren't even emergencies so the low costs mean patients have little incentive to avoid the er uh yeah mm -hmm. i when you have a situation like this there republicans would always argue there's gonna there's bound to be leeches there's bound yeah. to be feeding off of this there's and and, and taking advantage and um well uh-huh go ahead okay. i know you want to try so in. see the biggest thing like one of the arguments that i have heard republicans use and it they're kind of not wrong in the sense of the people do okay so basically this here's the argument don't think i'm agreeing with everything they say so basically it's like oh but how can we have other people from these countries that have universal um, coverage coming to the u.s and that's true because there are people from other countries like from Canada who are like other countries that come to the U.S. to get health care. But that's only like because of the fact that when we have that private aspect, so they're able to pay. So one, it's only the people who have money, first of all. Secondly, it's yes, because of the fact that one of the arguments, too, by the Republicans is that the doctors are going to be taken advantage of. Um, but that has to do with mainly wait times and access to advanced screening because the fact is oh, every true. Yeah. So the wait times are bound to increase yeah. because every single person has access to it. That's that's true. However, that's why you invest in doctors. And I forgot which country because we used to do debate and I, there's so many countries that we've mentioned. But there's a country that specifically invests in like doctors. So in students who want to pursue that field because you know, it's super if you want to be a doctor, it's super freaking expensive for you to go and put yourself through school. And it's like years that you have to do like, you know, and then your residency and all that stuff. And even during that time, you're not even getting paid a lot. So it's it's very complex. So if we were to have more incentives or like an easier way for people to become, you know, doctors, um, maybe that would relieve the burden, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So but as well as like, yes, there's bound to be wait times. And the thing is, like going back to the people who come to um, the U.S. from other countries to get access to healthcare, it usually has to do because the wait times, yes, are long. And that's why advanced screening. So like, for example, for yeah. certain cancers and so forth. It's going back going back to what you said earlier. It's the people that can afford it. Yeah. One, it's only people who can afford it. Mm -hmm. But two, it's also like advanced screening does help a lot because it's like you're able to catch cancer 
at a stage one versus stage four. Mm. And so that does help save lives. Right. And because of the wait times, sometimes we're not able to catch something in time. And there are certain cancers, I forgot which one, that can kill you within like 12 weeks. So like, and sometimes you have to wait like a month, two months to go see your doctor because like, you know, there's like this big line. But that doesn't mean that everyone shouldn't have access to it. And the way that it's done, it has to be in a way where like, there's obviously, it's going to be complicated. It's not going to be easy. And no healthcare system is perfect. Mm -hmm. But everyone having that opportunity can save more lives and eventually if we are more preventive like if you're able to catch something earlier yeah um then you're able to prevent these bigger diseases that you know cost more money and so forth yeah i think people and i told you this before yes people should be more health conscious yeah (laughs) yeah people that oh god i hate saying this people that have died of COVID normally have a pre-existing condition. And I talked to this with my barber. My, my barber is a very credible source. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, she, actually, I'm not going to out her like that. She just happens to know somebody that has a medical degree. Mm-hmm. And they said, usually when COVID is grouped with something like the flu or something a lot worse than the flu like pneumonia it's it's bound to get a lot worse and their chances of survival are you know yeah if you have really low so but covid by itself it's it's not that big of a deal but usually when it's grouped with something it could be uh worse severely worse uh with that said this person had also mentioned to me, and God, I, I probably should have looked into health, you know, because I'm going to be talking about, because okay. I'm going to be talking about this issue, right? It's cancer. You you receive cancer cells um, in in different phases throughout your life. This is what she was explaining to me, and it's usually when. If if cancer catches you at a bad time, let's yeah. say there's there's already a pre-existing condition that you're not mm-hmm. dealing with, or that that that's putting you at a disadvantage, for lack of a better word, uh, that's where you're more likely to get it. Yeah. So, and with regular checkups, with people accepting a better diet, and and this is also the thing too. I mean, everything is related to each other. Everything is inter- interconnected when it comes uh-huh. to this issue. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you no, know, continue to <clears throat> that. I, I have a habit of making fun of you whenever you <laughs> yes, do that. Yes, he does. Yeah. Everything is interconnected in that mm-hmm. you have unhealthy foods that are extremely low in cost. Yes. You have Big Macs or the, the dollar menu, for instance. From McDonald's. From McDonald's. You have Top Ramen that's probably like even less than a dollar. It's probably yeah. 50 cents for one package, for one package of Top Ramen. Which most college students survive off of. Yeah, exactly. I, I could never do that because of all the it's reports of, of, yeah, it's not only gross, but it's just, it's severely unhealthy it's for bad you if, you, if yeah. you're eating it on a consistent basis. Even one time, it's supposed to be like. Yeah, it's really it's, bad for you. It's the, supposed to have a, a an ill effect on your, on your yeah, body. Yeah, the amount of sodium it has, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just really bad for you. Um, By the way, we are going to have an episode up, uh, in the near future where our my guest and I are only going to be doing vomit noises. So oh stick around God. for that. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. So stay tuned. Uh, Deanna's going to be the loudest one out of all of us. So oh let's continue. Um, okay. But I think you do make a, a good point and people need to be more thoughtful. <laughs> oh my God, stop. <laughs> You're making me laugh. Okay. Um, okay. 
uh, uh-huh. Helcon. Uh huh. Continue. Stop. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's a big important factor of it. Because if people were to be healthier, then we wouldn't, you know, not many people would have to suffer with all of these different diseases. However, you can't st- like you can't say that every single person is sick because of their own fault because some people are born with asthma. I was kind of implying some, that, wasn't Yeah, I? You, just a little. So that's why I wanted to clear things up and I'm pretty sure you don't mean to say that every single person, like the people who are sick, it's their fault because it's not. Because one, like diabetes, there's type two and there's type one. One means you're born with it. Yeah. Two, that could have been prevented. Um, yeah. When it comes to like, but the thing but it's is- it's not easy. What? It's not- uh, What's not easy? Preventing diabetes. I mean, you're, you're often in a position where you have to- be really smart about your income if you want to be healthy. Yeah, it's a see, lot ex- more expensive to be healthy than that it is can, to be. Yeah, it's and to a just lot, live off of McDonald's and talk Yeah, ramen. it's a lot easier to be unhealthy than to be healthy, and that's a whole nother topic we can talk about too. Because and, and that's a thing. There's taste engineers. Yeah, everything that's supposed to be healthy is supposed to be bland and disgusting, the, like carrots no. and cauliflower. Okay, healthy by stuff themselves is so good. By themselves, no, I'm, no carrots I'm saying, by themselves are good. But a lot of people would disagree with you. It's okay, but see the reason a lot why of people, people disagree with that. A lot that. of people that eat. Okay, okay so let's say t- Twinkies, hamburgers, oh God, no. uh-huh. hamburgers, and and fruit roll-ups, and all, all the sugary things that are supposed to make sugar sm- supposed to go. make you scream out, scream yummy in my tummy out loud. We're addicted to sugar, and they allow that to happen, and that's the reason but, we're addicted. But I'm saying to that there are foods. taste engineers. There, there yeah. are. Well, like the FDA is people, supposed to regulate what people, we eat, but they're 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 putting certain additives. Yeah. In stuff like Oreos, and so you're more likely to go back to that than eat a carrot on yeah. on a consistent basis. Well, that's what it becomes. It comes from the, our addiction to sugar because sugar. I I've heard about this. I've done, I've I got into a health phase for a cool minute um, a while back. But basically, there's videos explaining why we're so addicted to sugar because. Um, and carbs and stuff like that. Okay. Because when we, back in the old days, you know, when we had to survive and hunt and all of that, we didn't have as much access to food. And so what we needed to do was store energy. And that's why, like, you know, we were yeah. like, sugar's like, well, sugar's very addicting in the first place. Carbs as well help because, like, you know, you're storing that energy. Um, and so now, because we have such like a wide access to almost so many things, these things are no longer used as survival mechanisms, but rather... Well, before in our mind, it was for survival because we had to store yeah, all that you energy. Yeah, you need to eat. I mean, back in the day, and this has not changed biologically. Yeah. Uh, from an ev- evolutionary standpoint, we're, we're the same as we were 500 years ago. Exactly, but we so have more access you, to food. So when you have an abundance of food, and, and this is like, let's say you're a caveman and you're living out there and you hardly get anything to eat. You're only eating like once every two days. And once you... Let's say you end up in a king's castle and he has an abundance of food laid out all throughout the table. You eat everything as you can. You yeah, you're going to eat everything eat, that first day instead you need, of saving it. You need to it. store as much food in your body like you were saying. And, yeah. and, and we, a lot of Americans like that are not conscious about this like will eat as much as possible just so they can store yeah. fat, food, and into their... And not and, only that, that's not the only problem with how we eat. It's as well as sugar because the FDA is supposed to regulate a lot of these things, but they don't. And a lot of things that are labeled that are like even healthy and blah, blah, blah. When you actually look at the ingredients, it's not the best. And all of these, we're not even supposed to have that much sugar. There's a there's a guideline based on how much sugar you're supposed to consume per day. I forgot what it is. I can Google it. Y'all uh-huh. can Google it. And depending on like how old you are, as well as your female or male, sex, not gender, 
um there's a certain quality and females are tend to ha- like you're actually supposed to eat less sugar than guys on a daily basis yeah, but like even this one little bar right here that we have in front of us it looks like oh it's nature's bakery it looks very healthy nature right um just this one bar has 13 grams of sugar i know so that's kind of a lot and that's one bar and that's the nature only... nature bars are the most unhealthy un- yeah. most unnatural thing about society <laughs> <laughs> but yeah all of these even health bars like if you look at the protein bars too they have a lot of sugar and that's just in one meal and like we consumed drinks like if you look at your juices and your sodas they have an extensive amount of sugar which you're right. not supposed to have that much sugar but we become addicted to it because sugar releases good hormones uh, not hormones my bad. Good, yeah, yeah. Well, good yeah good hormones in the sense like into our brain and it makes us feel good but they're bad for us let's get back, back to yeah we're, a lot we're getting of the a lot track. of what we got into just now stemmed from one question that we were supposed to answer and i'm not sure if we answered it or not no well okay uh, yeah we kind of I, I need track. to keep better track as a podcaster of what i'm trying to <laughs> of uh, what i'm trying to get across to my audience well okay because your question was regarding the plan right yeah that they had right to pass medicare for all like, is it is it likely to succeed no okay but let me just let's finish our thoughts here. Yes. Because I want to move on to the next segment already. I want to talk about the Mandalorian. <laughs> I do too, but okay, continue. Um, there is even people like Kyle Kalinsky have come on the record and said, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't pass, you're still getting you're you're still getting support and you're still getting this issue onto platforms like cnn you're so yeah. you're gonna attract fucking conservative schmucks that only see one side of a story one side of an issue mm-hmm. they there's there's no there's no complexity to their arguments okay it's just yeah. they, they don't want to believe in, in in fields of study like sociology and they don't want to validate that as as a real yeah i've i've already talked about this before but yeah didn't they go recently and, and i don't know why this guy pisses me off so much but mm-hmm. but but you're gonna attract attention no matter what yeah if it, if it goes onto the floor and if nancy pelosi manages to hold the vote then people are gonna it's going to enter the american conscious in effect mm-hmm. right and people are going to be talking about it more yeah and so obviously you're going to hear rhetoric against from the right and obviously you know leftists are are, are uh-huh. going Let's just see. Let's just think of Medicare for all as an MMA fighter. The more attention, <laughs> the more attention that it gets, the, the the more likely it is to succeed, good or bad. Okay, so here's the thing. I have. Okay, so well, going back to the plan specifically, I think there's a lot of pros and cons um, when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, so going on into how the plan works. Um, I, okay, so I've thought about this in different ways, but when it comes to like even Pelosi agreeing with it, um, one, there's not in like, I don't look, Pelosi's not dumb either. She obviously knows how to keep control. I don't like her, first of all. She has but, arthritis. I'm, pre- <laughs> I'm pretty sure she has arthritis. Oh my gosh. I'm like 90% sure. She just looks like she has them. She's, yeah. Has she's, it. She's very interesting. We don't like her, but. I've insulted her in front of my family numerous times and they just, they're like, how dare you? Yeah, I'm, no, hmm. I think, yeah, no, Pelosi's not very progressive at all. And she is backed by a lot of like big corporations. She's, yeah. So like, she's not the best. Um, Don't agree with her. There's, you can do your own research on like her or whatever but basically what i'm gonna say about the plan is that 
if they were to do this, Pelosi, I'm pretty sure she's not, she's going to be like, okay, they're trying to get me to do something. But yes, if they hold their votes, I won't win. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, are they really going to hold their votes? That's like playing, what's that game? Like that, for whatever. So basically it's like, okay, would they really risk getting McCarthy into this position? Right. Like that's that's like that's kind of like playing it. Like so, it's like okay, if I like was Pelosi, I'm like thinking about this. I'm are like, you are you really gonna vote for Kevin McCarthy? Yeah, like are you really gonna do that? Come on, I highly doubt that because that's gonna make you look bad too. You yeah. know, so it's like playing over that. the Medicare for all issue. And Nancy Pelosi, she's thinking about it like a, like a gangster. She's like, bitch, I own MSNBC. <laughs> I control the rhetoric on Fox. Everybody in CNN is basically my bottom bitch. <laughs> I won't. I'm not going to comply with you. If you're going to withhold your vote, then do it. Do it. I dare you to. I see what that's going to lead you to. Yeah, exactly. I I can I can use all of my power to debug everything that you're going to be arguing for on the, on the Senate. I I I own you. You are such a small minority in the Democratic <laughs> Party. Everybody is with me. Everybody is scared of me. Okay. But I guess, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty good. Like, but see, I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm making her out to be this ruthless tyrant, and she might be, but well, she has control. She has right. a lot of power, even of course, though people don't of approve course. of she her. Of course, she has. She has a lot of influence in general. Yeah, and so she could. She could very well be in a position where she holds that over them. Yeah, I mean. The squad is getting more and more popular, especially amongst progressives, and, the and they definitely, and a lot of younger people such as ourselves would side yeah. with the squad over Nancy Pelosi. I mean, we can already see right through her lies, and, and no, none of us would buy her rhetoric even for a second. I mean, we're not subscribing to a lot of these larger corporate news networks. Mm-hmm. We're going... Uh, a lot of society is transitioning into like this YouTube, Twitter space, which is both a good and bad thing because there's a lot of misinformation yes. on there. That said, she will convince um, a large majority of the electorate to to go against these guys. Yeah. So one thing is that one, like her, she could just be like, okay, you're trying to like not vote for me. Are you really going to do that? Because like you're going to vote. So what you're saying, you're going to vote. You're going to let McCarthy take over. You're going to let Republicans take over. Yeah. And I know one of the arguments um they said too is like oh well does it matter like who's in control because they're both the same they're not fully wrong because let's be honest neither of them really get anything done however i think it's still you know i mean the fact is is that there's no they're like oh they haven't organized enough or blah 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 but the fact is is that no progressive is going to win the democratic nomination or not gonna get to pelosi's seat because yeah. you need i think they much i think they need strategy and i think they need to be uh, more aligned with each other on this and and this is what the uh edward was was kind of getting into um as as i was speaking with him the other day the consultant he's saying that the republicans are much more um cohesive and they're much more aligned with each other they put their the the party's um the part the party's needs and the party's uh goals ahead of themselves 
whereas the Democratic Party is more divided. Yeah. Um, and so it get it, it could definitely be harder to take a, a holistic stance on, on one issue or a unified stance rather. Yeah, because the Democrats are like that's one of the big their biggest flaws is that they're extremely divided. But the thing is that, you know, we have more new Democrats who are way more progressive. And I yeah. think those are the ones I think. Know. But it's it's going to be a long time it before, is it take, be a long time. Uh, you know, a majority of the party. And uh, for right now, there's a lot of conservative Democrats. And and as of right now. Uh, as a result of that, Medicare for all is not likely to pass yeah. at all, and uh, and it's 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 just a tough situation because Jimmy Dore has been extremely loud and extremely uh, belligerent towards these progressive congressional members, and it sucks because you know going it's for them it's going against a powerful hegemonic figure, yeah, and it's not it's not easy. You need to have backbone. You need to have resilience and and you're compromising your position and and everybody america i mean the large majority of americans are probably going to go against you even i even if there is a number to go against that of Mm -hmm. what i just said i I think i read a number somewhere where a large majority of americans are actually in favor of medicare for all yeah they are well i know i think the statistics are i think 70 percent of people i don't know exactly shit I would have to Google that, but um, it, there is a good port like amount of people who are in support for, of Medicare for all. The same with the, when it comes to like undocu folks and so forth, but nothing's ever passed. Yeah, and that's because I, in part, because the people like I feel like there has been more activism recently, which is really great, or in these past years. Right. But before, people were just complacent, and mm-hmm. we just allowed whatever happened in the government to happen. And most people are like, "Oh, well, it's politics. I don't care. It doesn't affect me." Or, "Oh, it's politics. That's too complicated." Or, "Oh, my vote doesn't matter," and so forth. So yeah. we're not as involved, and because of that, we're not holding them accountable. And that's the biggest thing. And one yeah. thing too, when it comes to strategizing. One thing I learned through organizing is that there's a time and place for everything. If you're being strategic, there's a time and place AOC where did, you have- did emphasize that too. She did? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So when, yeah, there's a time and place for everything. That's what I've learned because I've been involved in or- organizations that, you know, advocated yeah. for different things. And I've learned a lot through being a part of that and just seeing how things do play out. Like I've in the school system right. as well as like, you know, all of these things. And there's a time and place for you to be loud and to like, you know, yeah, like when you're out there chanting and so forth or going to like, um, rep- like representative's office and so forth. Like there's a different, there's a time to like be more, I, I don't know what word I'm there is. There for. is a time to be aggressive. though. Yes, there's a time to be aggressive. And then there's another time where you have to be more strate- strategic and talk and like, you know, handle things more in a like professional manner or whatever. Yeah, you don't get anything lying down. Yeah, so you have... Or waiting around yeah, or beating around the bush. You have to constantly be doing something, but there's a time and place for everything and as well as how you're doing it matters. Right. Because, you know, you have to like be strategic about it, especially when you're playing against this giant... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we covered this topic for 50 minutes. Oh my we're gonna, gosh. We're going to go into a break right now. And then we're going to be talking about The Mandalorian. We're going to be talking about uh, the MCU announcements and, and rate, give our approval ratings uh, basically on, on each one, each project that uh, was mentioned by Kevin, Kevin Feige. All right, everybody, we will be right back on Right Eyes Invisible Spectacle. Stay tuned, Spectacle. <clears throat> Three, two, and one. Okay. Now we are going to talk about the 
one and only show, the one near and dear to our hearts, Mandalorian season two. Dana, what are your thoughts on it? I loved it so much. Liar. Stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The, okay, are we talking about it as a whole or the last episode? Let, let's go into the last episode and then we'll talk about the season. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. I was crying. Real? Oh, my God. Yeah, you're such a girl. Stop. Yeah, my oh, my gosh. He's just heartless because let's be honest. A lot of people cried, okay? I I kind of, yeah, I teared up the first time I saw it. And I, yeah, even even around the second time. So, yeah, I watched it twice, both with you guys and, and by myself. I had to watch it when it came out. Yeah, I know. You can't, it, like, you can't wait around and not expect spoilers yeah, i mean i know. know and that's why i really wanted to watch it and i was like dang it i wanted to watch it like right when it came out but either way my disney account but yeah didn't go so well but it was right. an amazing episode i loved it so much but I'm, I'm really sad because you know baby yoda grogu has now left with luke oh i know yeah yeah so. i'm ugh. That CGI was so awful. Yeah. Well, there's there's a lot to get get into with this episode. Yeah. And I so always I always it? start my my reviews for each of the chapters mm -hmm. by saying that well, there's a lot to get into. <laughs> and so I'm just making fun of myself. Okay. Well, let's start off with the beginning of it because they go onto the planet. Actually, mm -hmm. I'm skipping a part where they where they hold the guy at gunpoint. Yeah. But they go onto this planet, and it reminds me of where Ed, Ezra used to live at the beginning of Rebels, but that's that was my impression of it, at least. They go into the bar, they and they find uh, Bo-Katan and the other one, and it's Boba Fett. And it's, and it's so interesting to hear that dialogue because when Boba Fett was mm -hmm. talking with, or, or I mean, when he says his, when they hear his voice, they're like, you're not a Mandalorian. And he's like, no, I never said I was. Yeah. And it's so funny how they patronize one another because she says, I've heard your voice a thousand times. You are just a donor. Like it's, it's Bogotan literally belittling him because he's a clone, but it's interesting too, because the clone era is not even brought up like in the original mm -hmm. trilogy era and not as much as it should, but the, it's so great because George Lucas had conceptualized this idea ever since the beginning. Like it's, it's him as a storyteller, as a creator, like it, having all of it already planned out in his head, and he knew that eventually he would want to go into, into making the prequels. But yeah. God, uh, that that was amazing. I just like the fact that they that they brought up the clones and the, and, yeah. and and that banter, not not the banter, but the, how they were basically to, yeah. becoming hostile. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting scene. Um, I did like the reference to the clones. I didn't like the whole insults because I'm like, that's just mean. But you know, yeah, um, sure, girl. stop. <laughs> Um, no, um, I think I, you know, I believe in being a good person and being nice to each other, but whatever. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Well, let's skip, let's skip to the dark troopers. Dark troopers kind of reminded me of like, of dubstep. Dubstep is such okay. a dead music genre, but it's, it, they, they brought it back. I not, okay. One thing I will say that I loved about this episode, but there were parts I was like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. was the music. Yeah, it was like, cool. Like it was so cool, and I loved how like the Mandalorian theme, like you can hear like the violins and the cellos. I'm guessing, like yeah. you can hear that. Like I, I, I have like you know 
my I like listening to instruments. So yeah. I was able it gave, to it yeah. gave more orchestrate type of vibes. Yes, in this episode. but it was also mixed with because that, it, was like, the dubstep. it was the founding. It was a finale. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they did add in the dubstep when they showed them, and I like the shots of it yes. too because they were supposed to be like these imposing, super badass type yeah. of robots that were gonna wreck shit up, and I. I I'm kind of disappointed that they weren't utilized as much as they should have been. I mean, yeah. you, you saw one fighting Mando and obviously you knew that he was going to take him down because yeah. after that he had to have fought Moff Gideon. Yes. And there, you know, you know, where, you know, on their, on their <laughs> way to the Imperial cruiser, Bo-Katan is saying, yeah. he's going to surrender to me. His ass is mine. Oh yeah. That didn't end. <laughs> and it's like, no, he's not. He's not going to surrender to you. And I wonder why the writers wanted to bring that up. Is it just part of her ego or is it just a bigger thing well, that the Mandalorians have? But then at the end... It explains it. Yeah. yeah. She's like, no, he has to concede to her because, in a battle. Yeah. Or he, he, she has to she has to win against him. Otherwise, she's not like the, the, true, the true ruler of Mandalore. Yeah. Or she, she won't become yeah, it unless you have to she obtain she a defeats him. Exactly. In a certain way. Yeah. It's crazy. I thought that... Okay, I don't. I wonder what the story is behind it. I'm. I'm not sure if they're going to go into it in season yeah. three, or if they're if they've already shown it in the expanded universe somewhere. But I. I don't know it. That's yeah. going to be cool. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to with my friend because they're like a super Star Wars expert. Because yeah. I know they probably do do have a bit of a lot like a storyline between that from like Rebels, but I haven't watched that yet. I'm still on Clone Wars season four, um. So I don't know everything that has to do with that. Yeah. But one of the things going back to the ah oh, dang it i have i have, i second names the um, not the robots what are they called dark troopers yeah the dark troopers there you go um i thought like because when when we were watching it i'm like okay that was way too easy like obviously it wasn't easy because mando was getting beat up like his yeah. head was like constantly like you know yeah. yeah that was not easy for him but it was a little too easy in the sense of like they were like okay all of them are suddenly gone because you know he just push that button thingy and they fell um right so i was like okay i feel like that was a little too easy and there has to be more and so i thought it was pretty interesting on how they came back later right. on which i thought was really cool but i guess oh yeah. true yeah i i figured that they were going to come back yeah in a later scene i was like because okay they have to come if back. they're going to be sucked into space like that but they teased him a couple times throughout the season yeah and this was going to be the new threat Right. Yes. And in some ways, they're they should have been mass produced in in for the new trilogy. They should have been the new threat. Yeah. Like droids are back, baby. Imagine and that would have been more appealing for a Star Wars fan. Better than ever. Yeah. Like yeah. the the fucking Siths are gonna go back to distributing the the droids as as their soldiers. Yeah. And they're imposing. Like there's there's absolutely no chance that you could stand against them. What? That that would like. That's actually a more interesting story than what they had gone with. Yeah. Like you're bringing back stormtroopers and you're just giving them a different outfit and they're not even better <laughs> at fighting or shooting. Oh, yeah, like what? Not bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, that I would think be they were cool. better at shooting. No, no, no. Okay, let's well, continue. Okay. No, but the thing is like one thing that I don't know if it was mentioned there or I saw in a video was that the dark troopers, they have like a very, very short battery life. So they constantly <sighs> have to be in like charging so that's yeah. their downfall when it comes to them and but yeah i think it would be cool if they advanced that tech and because Ugh, that would have been so yes. fucking awesome what if there were multiple jedi in the new trilogy oh that would have been well, sick it just like i hate oh that would have been cool if they brought in like some ideas from 
the prequel trilogy mm-hmm. and then just redid that because the prequel trilogy in concept and in theory would have been cool if it if it hadn't been for the bad direction of George Lucas and the overabundance of CGI. But if they brought those things back, yeah, I I think. Well, I I don't know. Like a whole like a whole army of Jedi. Yeah. Versus versus droids again, in in the new trilogy, and then Luke is like their mentor. Mm-hmm. But then he's kind of groggy, but still slightly hopeful. Yeah. Groggy, as if he just woke up. (laughs) He's like asleep for twenty years. Oh my god! Like, what's going on? He's finally awakened. Yeah. Oh, he kind of did his fourth. Off topic. Okay. So let's go back to the episode. Okay. Um, dark troopers are cool, but they were uh, slightly underutilized. Yes. Luke. Oh. I was. I yeah, I teared up just a little bit, and a lot of fans are saying like. This is this should be considered the official sequel to the original trilogy rather than, uh, than the, 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 yeah. the new trilogy. Well, the thing is, like, my friend and I discussed that, and he was like, he was a bit nervous because he's like, crap, like, I don't want them to ruin anything. But at the same time, he was like, this is a way for them to save what they the mess that they made or whatever, because yeah. everyone apparently hates it. I'm very new to Star Wars, by the way. Um, I love it. But yeah, so. Oh, I, yeah. No, you just watched. You just got out of seeing all of the movies yeah all of the Not movies like the and now you're ago. on season four of clone wars and now you're what you've seen well, all both both seasons of yeah. the mandalorian I so see. you're a brand new star wars fan and, and it's interesting to have a fresh perspective on this because you're not spending years in uh in anguish waiting for the new <laughs> the new installments of the series to come out nor are you building anger or resentment towards the new trilogies and yeah. you're you're just i'm enjoying off the, the stories as they are right yeah yeah, I that's that's a good way to see it. I enjoy the movies for what they are, not what people want them to be. Yeah. And so, like, when it comes to that, even, like, The Mandalorian, I'm really excited where they're going to take it because I feel like there's so many right. things that were left, like, unexplored or, like, we have so many questions left from the, the whole season in general. Going off of that, yes. I there have been a lot of people that have actually complained that it didn't feel like the space western it used to be. Do you? What do they? So mean? season one, uh-huh. obviously there were a lot of side quest missions. Yes, I mentioned it in in one of my earlier podcasts that it, the mm-hmm. the Mandalorian itself does the show. It feels like a video game where he goes on like different side missions and he has yeah. to do something, and a lot of it doesn't contribute to the larger arc of the story, but it kind of does. I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. Did it feel? I mean, so getting into this next thing, and the reason why a lot of people feel that way is because they're they're more focused on on his connection and and this story between Grogu and the Mandalorian's connection to like that. the larger Star Wars universe yes. as a whole. So that's why they brought in characters like Ahsoka Tano, Bo-Katan, mm-hmm. and Luke Skywalker. But a lot of people are upset about the at, about that because they're more so worried about crossovers and spinoffs than they are with you know telling a good story. But I think they were able to balance that really well. I think they were able to balance that amazingly because you never like throughout this. It's whole one season, vision. Yeah, it's you can still see everything playing out, and you never lose focus on the connection yeah. between Grogu, Baby Yoda, and Mando. Like you, that's literally the whole story. Like the whole storyline is still there, and all of these other things added onto it. And like even that episode when um, Ahsoka appeared, like the whole big point of that connecting to the storyline was the the Baskar. But yeah dude the baskar armors was i mean was pretty cool to find the, out because like, there's actually a weapon to think of a weapon out there that's yeah. actually st- withstand 
uh, the, the, the wielding of the lightsaber. Yes. And I thought that was really cool because I'm like, okay, he has that. What is he going to do with it? And so like, they're like, oh, that's probably going to like, they're going to have like some sort of duel because the only thing that can withstand. Yeah. And when they explain that, oh, only Baskar is the thing that the lightsaber can't like basically cut through. <laughs> it was like, that was their like little. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had, okay. So, so they con go going connected. back to what I was going to get into earlier, but yes. then I forgot. <laughs> he was fighting he was fighting with the the dark trooper and you knew that that battle was going to end quickly because he was going to face the moff as they like to call him yeah. moff gideon but and you know that since the best the best car sword the best car spear was yeah. able to withstand the the wielding of a lightsaber as it was shown between ahsoka tano and the other uh, the other girl <laughs> yes. yeah yeah you know you know that there's going to be a more interesting fight later down the line especially for the finale so yeah but moff gideon's old yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, he's. So the fight actually didn't end. Up yeah, the fight that wasn't long. like, oh wow, like I, you know, I it's like it's like two more, two but... very capable, equal equally capable fighters. It's just mm -hmm. the Moff and and, yeah. and Mando, and you know, Mando's gonna kick his ass because of all of his, of all of his gear and yeah. the fact that he's younger and more. Uh, agile but see the thing is if mando didn't have that even if he were agile like one little like like if he didn't have his armor either one little touch from that he would have gotten gotten pretty hurt because that dark oh yeah would have like you know basically killed him easily it would have so, wrecked him I think that was a big important part, even though Moff Gideon isn't like the best at like you know door Moff Gideon was sort of dumb at that moment I don't mm -hmm. think he didn't know how to play chess. And what I mean by that is that he wasn't very strategic about what he did yeah. in that moment. I would have kept the light. I mean, being Moff Gideon, like let's say, let's just say I'm like this ultimate imperial uh, starship commander, badass mm -hmm. type of guy, and I'm Moff Gideon. I'm in the Moff suit, okay, and I'm awesome, and I have this awesome mustache, and I um, people will respect <laughs> me, people love me, uh -huh. and all the all the commanding officers want to have sex with me. Oh I'm, I'm the Moff. People respect me as the Moff. Okay? okay, totally. People lick my mustache on the regular. Okay. Oh my god, shut up. <laughs> Let's say I'm the moff in that moment. Okay, yes. <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs> I grab Baby Yoda. I put a lightsaber up to his neck and say, Dark Saber. Dark Saber. Mm -hmm. And I say, Hey, leave me the hell alone. I'm getting out of here. Okay, you can't. Yeah. Like, like if you step anywhere closer to me, then I'm going to I'm gonna chop this baby's up. I'm going to chop this baby's neck off. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm going to chop his head off. That's what I would have done. I wouldn't I wouldn't have enter entertained the, the notion of him actually taking yeah. the child. I would have I, done something at that moment. I was very shocked because he was like, yeah, just just take the you child. Just take it and we'll like, go what? our separate ways as long as I don't face Bo-Katan. Yeah, I yeah. was so confused. I'm like, wait, this makes no sense. That's but, way too But easy. in his own way, he wanted to trap them yes. all with the dark troopers. And, and it's more sinister that way too. Yeah. Because well, uh -huh. if he had taken that avenue that, that I mentioned before, then he probably would have gotten out. Yeah. But since he decided to play chess, he wanted to, to, to have that, uh, that moment where he he would play checkmate on the yeah. rest of the crew on the Imperial Star Cruiser. And by having all of the the Dark Troopers kill yeah. them. And so see, had Luke not shown up, he probably might have actually won because yeah. there was only... That was a, definitely a deuce ex machina moment. Huh? That's a deuce ex machina. So I'm not going to go yeah. into what, what, the, what that phrase means. Yes. But just like yeah. the, or the story behind it, but it's basically where God steps in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, but it, yeah. and Luke Luke came to save the day, but it, it makes sense for the story because the writers had already set that up when Baby Yoda made a connection with him yeah. through the Force. And people were speculating that he was going to make a connection with Ezra Bridger because yeah. they were like, there's no fucking way in hell that Mark Hamill is going to come back and reprise his role. But he did. Yeah, because I, well, because yeah, in that episode when he was reaching out, everyone was like, okay, who's alive during this time? What Jedi are there? And like the like main biggest one was going to be Luke. So everyone was like, oh, is he going to come back? Is he not going to come back? And then he comes back and the way he came back, it was like, oh my gosh. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, but his face was a little wonky. Yeah, his face was, yeah, I was like, they used too much. He, like, I can't see very well and I forgot my glasses yesterday, Um, but he kind of seemed too much and that's yeah. me saying that and not being able to see that well um but whatever i thought it was still amazing and yeah the i think a lot of people noticed it but and a lot of people were upset about that too they go like oh is this what you really want as a star wars fan do you want just like cgi came- cameos from old actors rather than an interesting story it's like shut up you don't know anything about the star wars universe because this this, <laughs> this actually this criticism came from somebody that is not like as invested in star wars as everybody yeah. else but he's a very popular figure amongst the youtube oh. um movie commentator mm-hmm. community um but it's just stupid snarky comments like that where it's like they they hate yeah. the idea of a cameo because it auto it will automatically ruin like the progression, the build up, and the yeah. climax of the story. It does it. It did. I. You're, it, it has a grand. It has a bigger connection because this is this is inherently a father and son story. Yeah. And Star Wars is about family. That's why that's why it's it connects with so many people the the original trilogy is a father and son son story so ha- having him come in rescue baby yoda and 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 coming in as this the do sex mock into type figure yeah it just made sense and i get that i thought it was pretty i've seen this online someone tweeted that like this is the most healthy father son relationship like the one between grogu baby yoda and yeah and, yeah and uh, mando but i thought it was really interesting and one of the things that i saw on, on twitter too was like how it basically resembled or the scene where basically baby yoda is going to leave soon because you know luke is about to take him and like luke said that um the baby was like just waiting for the approval from mando so he can leave yeah um and i thought it was really cool because when i saw the picture side by side it kind of does resemble like when baby yoda is just staring at him in the helmet and like he removes his helmet. I I, I cried so oh much during God. that scene. It was I you know it was just very touching, but like girls it, get so emotional. Oh my God! Shut up! <laughs> it's it's so. How can I cried you not too. I cried a, too. I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm a girl. I got oh, it. Oh my gosh! I'm just kidding. Crying does not equate you to being a girl. Yes, it does. It equates you to being a human with feelings. <laughs> Diana, we have to stick to our gender roles oh here. God, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's what the moth says. Okay. Stop. <laughs> No, but it's like, okay, so that part, when the scene in Star Wars where um, Darth Vader takes off his, like, helmet and he's like, just for once, let me look Oh, my God, there my is a parallel eyes. shit. Yes, that parallel, that's the part. Oh, my Did God. Did you not look at the tweets I sent you? You didn't send me any tweets. I sent you this one. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, so it's basically that scene where, like, baby Yoda's oh, looking into the face. Like, finally, the actual face. Yeah. It That Cause parallel. Because, like, oh. uh-huh. that is such a... That is such a compelling. Yeah, that. That is such a compelling part of the story. Yes, it got to me even more when I saw that because oh it was God. like, wow, like I feel you know, like I'm gonna tear up. 
God, that is such a that's such a magical it's so moment. Beautiful. That is such a beautiful moment between Luke and his father. Like, it is, and that parallel oh, is like God. you know, baby Yoda and then him like the thing is like even though it was kind of set up prior to like his morals or his values of him not ever taking off his helmet, but he did everything, yeah. even if it went against his code for for Grogu for it's baby just, Yoda. It's, it's he, so it's so beautiful because it's Luke Luke throughout. The last movie, Return of the Jedi, he's pleading for his father. He says, I know there's good in you. Yeah. I I believe in you, Dad. And and this is a similar story in that Yoda was bringing out the good, the baby Grogu was bringing out the goodness in Din Djarin. Yeah. Ugh. It's so beautiful. It's like, it's, 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 it's their sons. It's their, it's the future. They're, the sons, the next generation, it's just a light of hope for them. Saying like, Father, I know there's some good in you. Okay, stop. Like, You're gonna make me cry. Yeah, it it's so so emotional. It is. It's so freaking beautiful because like, it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I love I, Star Wars. I mean, this is this is just. I mean, it breaks me up every time when I think about this. It's such a a loving story, and it's it's such a like a force for good. It's it's literally a force, and I, I guess. I've I've told I've said this a number of times and I'll say it again on the podcast. I think that's why Rise of Skywalker and the new trilogy resonates with me so much. Not every single movie, but Rise of Skywalker does pay tribute to the family legacy mm-hmm. and how we can be better than past generations. Yeah, it doesn't matter what your past is or where like you come from or how you were raised. It's what you choose to do with your and own I life. And I think they were able to execute that story really well. Now, given there are a lot of plot holes, a lot of inconsistency, whatever. Like a lot of people that are just so so stuck up and don't see what the beauty of Star Wars is, and they they just at least they they, they see it, but they forget it. Yeah. Like, that's why I said I just enjoy the story as it is. I'm not going to be caught up in every little detail because I think it was beautiful in general. Like, Mm -hmm. all of them, there was something where, like, I really enjoyed a storyline or arc because it is, it resembles a lot of what human life is like. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much humanity in Star Wars. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I I, I love it so much. Yeah. Um, What were we going to say? No, you can, yeah. What are your thoughts on the show so far? Actually, I want to get your rating uh, out of 10. Uh, 10 uh, yeah. 10 for the entire show? Yeah. I, okay, I'm very biased, and I'll give it a 10 out of 10 because I loved it. I absolutely loved the story, and I love Baby Yoda. He's my favorite thing in the universe. Yeah. But in general, like, honestly, I mean, it wasn't perfect like that everyone has something to complain about yeah. but I, I mean i i talked about this show numerous times on, on the podcast and this is going to be the last one and i i am i'm honestly going to skip a review for chapter mm-hmm. 15 because chapter 16 is where it kind of it really matters i mean there were a lot yeah. of things that happened in 15 but i'm not really so interested so much interested in talking about that but sorry you were saying oh no uh, oh okay you, when you speak i lose my train um yeah i I was going to mention something, but then I lost it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, going back. Um, oh, wait, but you mentioned Chapter 15, and that's the one that was prior to this one. I think it's very relevant, though. And the thing that I loved about the storyline, too, especially there was a scene where um, – I forget his name. I well, I don't – let's I, – I don't want to talk about that for – 
for this episode. At oh, least. okay. Yeah. Well, because there's a connection. There is, yeah. There is. How a, it I mean, it obviously, to this episode. It obviously is relevant. Yeah, but, I think it is. But yeah. Whatever. Uh, uh, ten. So you would rate it a ten out of ten. I think it would be generous enough to give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I was gonna say nine, but. but... The other thing that I want to talk about is where this goes next. Yes. So let's let's cover that very briefly before we move on to the final segment of the show. Um, the damn what the hell? Okay, so Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, they're they've officially parted ways. Okay, and the reason why I call them that is because I forget their names a lot. Yeah. And. Because they're not that memorable. I mean, like I love the characters, yeah. but the names kind of suck. <laughs> oh, I just suck I at think, names, so. And I think a lot of people would agree with me. So, the writers have actually put themselves in a pickle because this is a very beloved character of mm-hmm. of this. This is the most popular character in Star Wars right now. This is the one that makes the the most money, honey. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, the, selling the most merchandise, and it's I've I've also talked about this before, but. It's oftentimes the character that you least expect uh, or the one that's like not the main character of the entire franchise that makes the most money. So I'll give you an example. Harley Quinn makes the most money out of any other DC character. I love Harley. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man, he's a very popular character and he he makes he pulls in the the, he pulls in the biggest amount with his merchandise sales and and, and whatsoever. And uh, and for Star Wars, it's, it's Baby Yoda. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the character that you'd least expect. The, lit- but- the only reason I started watching The Mandalorian and ever entered the Star Wars universe was because of Baby Yoda. I think you wanted to pick it up before that, but then I- you also got more interested in it because of Baby Yoda. Yeah. Baby Yoda was like, oh, who is this? I have to watch the show because he's so cute. It's your motherly instincts. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> he's just Maybe so it is. adorable. I don't know. Don't. Okay. Are you a mother? Huh? Are you a mother? I totally have a child. Well, I have a younger sister, and I'm basically her mom, so. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, so the writers have put themselves in a little bit of a pickle because Grogu is obviously not around for yeah. the new trilogy. Um, They could definitely write him off and, and sending him to the far reaches of the galaxy where he's on a mission, and then maybe since he hasn't returned in so long, Luke has no hope, and he just is not worth mentioning to Rey. Um, well, I mean, there's different ways of writing him, but they could also kill him off. That's what I'm scared of. Like, even prior to this episode, I was like, okay, there's, I'm pretty sure something's going to happen where he ends up going with Luke because, like, that's the yeah. only Jedi who can train them. And then in one of the movies, you see how Luke was actually training other Jedi and mm-hmm. they all died because, you know, Ben, that whole scene where, like, everyone there died. So I was like, wait, wait a minute. They could also do something where they like go 900 years into the future and they finally catch up with Grogu oh as like God. a really old man. Or as, a, as an old as gremlin. As an old Yoda. As an old gremlin. He's cause, gremlin because of his, what? yeah. We don't even, like uh, George Lucas has made the Yoda species as such a mystery that you don't even know what to call their their, their kind. Yeah, they're, they're Yodas. That's what they are for like They're everyone. They're Yodas. That's why we called it baby Yoda because it was a baby who looked like Yoda. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know much about that species either, but um, no, yeah, I see what you're saying, though, of them shooting themselves like in the foot in a sense, because since that was the main thing that a lot of people 
You know, everyone like wants to see baby Grogu. They want to see baby Yoda. They yeah. like that's a thing that they're waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this news, the next season, it's like, okay, he's not there anymore. What are they going to well, do? Well, that's that's an interesting thing to also talk about because there was that cliffhanger with not only baby Yoda, but but what's oh, going to happen God. between Go- Bo-Katan oh, and the okay, Mandalorian right, and yeah. Din Djarin. So you don't know if they're going to pick up right where they left off in showing like the fight between them or, or if... If Bo Katan had actually accepted uh, Din Djarin's yielding or not? Yeah. I mean, she so weird. can't. Well, that's more, I think it has to do with honor and tradition and then, and so forth. Because it's the story. Because as Gideon said, it was like the story behind it. Or like, yeah. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, uh, uh. He was like, ha ha, I yeah. got you. Uh-huh. Yeah. He, um, so I don't think she would. Because like, I feel she is very prideful and in a sense in <sighs> order to. Yeah. What? No, no, I can just I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um and then for her to truly be the ruler and for her to like, you know, cuz well one thing too, didn't uh Mando basically agree to helping her reconquer yeah. Mandalore? So I'm guessing that's the next step or where they're going to take it, but exactly how, we don't know who's the Well, ruler. if Bo-Katan decides to put her uh, put the story first and and go yeah. along with it and and actually win, then you know she's obviously going to lose. So what would be kind of interesting to, to see is Din Djarin becoming the ruler of Mandalore. That's what I was going to go for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, because he... That's cool. He found... He he fought... He got the, he got so, the Darksaber. And, so it's, and it's so cool because kings... Like the story of kings and queens yeah. are is a very interesting tale. It's an, it's inherently interesting because you're, you're trying to find somebody that's worthy of the cause. Yeah. And the people that are more likely to be worthy are more likely to say... Hey, I'm not worthy. I'm not, yeah. Yeah, and Din Djarin, I I guess he's subjected himself to a life of seclusion, yeah. uh, of not being around anybody, and so this is such a, like a major step of the character for for actually looking after Grogu, and because he he finally allowed someone in his life. Yeah, yeah. and I I think now, what's interesting too is that he's actually, uh, ha- since he has taken a step up in into looking after others and yeah. and and protecting then he's i i say now after going through that experience he's more worthy and 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 has developed more which has in effect made him capable of, of ruling yeah. something like mandalore and i think too because of the fact that he's been on all of these different quests he's mm-hmm. learned how to be more like compassionate as well as be able to see the realities of the world and mm-hmm. of the universe better said because that's yeah. not just one world but to see how everything affects other people as well like he's able to like he's it had those experiences firsthand which right. make him such like an amazing like he his level of growth is just amazing and so i feel like he is you know in that position where he can be an amazing ruler yeah and there so- were a lot of cool mandalorians in in the first season mm-hmm. we're like in the in the third episode where they're showing oh, like yeah. all these different types of armor and they released uh, a couple as like figures and the figures are fucking cool <laughs> Like if you if you made a story out of them, like mm-hmm. I would love to see it. Like the armorer, yeah. there's this other one named Paz who's like giant and blue, and he's bulky and he's cool. And then, you know, and it's also interesting to see even though Boba Fett is getting his own mm-hmm. series, like how he would react to the existence of Mandalorian, Mandalorian, yeah. whether he would do something about it or not. But he's always been on his own. Like he's a very he's a character that's very reserved to himself. So yeah. The, Book of Boba Fett should be interesting on its own, but I'm pretty excited about that. But wait, are they making that into a series, or is that just going to be like a chapter? It's 
No, but the Book of Boba Fett? Yeah. That's a series. That's, That's a whole new series, series coming oh to gosh. December 2021. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. But okay. Um, but no, going back to that too, and that's that particular episode that you brought up. Because in that episode, one of the Mandalorian there too, they didn't like um, Den and they were like, they, they were like, they almost got into a fight, but the other one was like, basically stop i forgot it's been a while from that season um but in a way he was able to unify all of them mm -hmm. against a, like everyone else for a cause which in that case is you know getting baby yoda right but that but he didn't do that intentionally he didn't do that intentionally but see i feel like that also shows his ability to be a leader that what he wasn't leading they were he just like you're leading. you're one of our kind and we're gonna help you he, out yes but at the same time it's like they could have just chosen to stay like you know that is very oh my god I, I, that's I, gonna be so cool it if they put him in a leadership position oh, i i love leaders i love rick grimes from the walking dead i love captain america from the avengers okay. like leaders are so compelling I, yeah. Like it's cool when like you you experience individual growth on your own, but having to lead and 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 it's a whole new and, level, it's a whole new ballgame. And you know, challenging yourself to mm -hmm. like step up to the plate and and dealing with certain challenges that come from other members of your group, like that's that's a good story. Yeah, that I I think is is a lot more worthwhile in in watching. So there's, there's if they so go if, if they decide to go to that route, it's going to be really exciting There's, especially yeah. like the grand scale i mean you've seen those episodes from clone wars where they mm -hmm. show the grand scale of the planet of mandalore and the, oh yeah and 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 the culture and the planet and 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 going back to that <laughs> in live action and seeing all those people so cool and and seeing how they've reacted and see seeing what their reaction is to the history especially with darth maul yeah. and and his former uh presence as this, as the mm -hmm. sovereign of mandalore that yeah. would be cool just de delving into that like there's so many amazing directions that they can go in and and, yeah. and that's probably why they confirmed themselves for season three because they're they're more, more likely to go down that route but i love it i love it so far and uh, yeah. i'm excited i'm excited to see where they take it what happens next um i mean they still haven't explained to how moff gideon obtained the darth saver so i know that's like another thing that still has like been unanswered as well as like other parts of season two that are unanswered like how the um the m count or like grogu's blood relates to like the larger story so there's so much like that's yet to come so i'm really excited about that right so yeah i am super excited as well yes okay uh deanna as the last segment of the show we are going to be talking about uh man the marvel studios announcements there's yes. like fucking 12 so of them and uh we're going to go ahead and give quick thoughts as well as a rating of how excited we are uh for each one so let's go ahead and get to the first one yes so the first one that is right at the top of our list is obviously black widow okay yes so okay. how excited are you from a, on a scale of one to ten I would say nine or like, 8.5. I'm being generous. I think. No, no, I'm not being generous. I'm I'd probably be. give it an eight too. I'm more excited than I am. Like, like it's been delayed so many times where I'm just yeah, like numb to each of the news. But the trailer was pretty cool. Like, even yeah. though there was an overusage of CGI, I the characters looked interesting. And yeah. It looked like a pretty cool family dynamic. I was really excited for it too, but I guess because of the fact that it's been delayed so much and it was like, okay, up in the air, I got like, yeah, eh, you know, okay, I still want to watch it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not as excited as I was in the past. Right. There was a, there, one of the actors that they're using, his name is David Harbour, and he's, uh, 
Is that the one from Stranger the, Yeah. Oh, my God. I love him. And people were so upset because in the trailer, they had this moment where he's brought into the family dinner table. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, he's obviously a big dude. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is family. And <laughs> and the, one of the women, she's like, oh, you, you got fat. And, oh, my God. Yeah. And then a lot of people were upset on Twitter and social media. And they said, why is Marvel Studios fat shaming people? How dare oh they? Gosh. Yeah. I think when it comes to that, them choosing to leave Thor in that state when it came to Endgame uh, yeah. and him still being worthy showed a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think, like, you know, because people are always going to criticize. So, I feel like that's more of a representation of people like, oh, like, this is reality. But I don't know. I don't know how they're going to move about it. So I love that because and it's, it. I love that they're showing family banter. Yeah, because that's... I, I, would lo- I think that's the aspect that I'm more excited for than the action. Because the action is obviously going <laughs> to yeah. be, like, not on par with, like, the rest of uh, the rest yeah. of what Marvel Studios has already offered before. It's Black Widow. Like, what what, do you, what what can you do with her, you know? She had... What? Don't even say that. She, she She's a Black badass. Black Widow sucks. Oh, my God. Just shut kidding. up. She's such a badass. And for her to be able to still do so much despite not having, like, any powers, like, her fighting skills are pretty badass, too. So... She just scissors your your face oh with her gosh, legs. Oh my gosh, you're horrible. Okay, let's move on. Uh huh. Continue. Uh huh. I'm like, you're so annoying. Yeah. Don't come like, at me like that. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> okay, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. I don't. Okay, I haven't. I think seen... seven. Yeah, I was like. Nah, mm-hmm. six and a half, maybe seven, maybe seven. Yeah, around seven, because I feel like I haven't heard enough about it yet or seen any type of trailer to be like, oh my gosh, this is you know something I really want to see. I know I, from that link that you sent me they just finished wrapping things up so i was like okay i'm excited to see the trailer and see how you know it appears to be so i mean i don't know so kevin feige um has pointed out they they've already like they've been building this even though they haven't really built him like they've they've mentioned him before and the main the the main villain is named i forgot but they teased him in iron man 3 as well as uh, the organization Ten Rings in the first Iron Man film, where mm-hmm. he was trapped in in Saudi Arabia, or oh. I don't I don't know which country that was. Well, I don't remember the country, but yeah, I remember him being trapped. The sandbox. <laughs> no, I'm um, not. That's a bad generalization. Shouldn't yeah. say that. Cancel my ass. Cancel. 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 You're canceled, Ryan. Okay. Fuck off. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're so rude. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow. Um, so. Now you have the Eternals. How excited are you about that? I feel like because I'm so still attached to the old characters, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm pretty excited to see where this goes, but I'm not like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm still more excited for the old ca- I other think, characters. I think it's going to be, this one is like a, a step in expanding yes. the lore of what the galaxy in the Marvel Studios has to offer, like the larger universe. And so yeah. in that aspect, I, I am excited for it. So I'll probably give it like an 8.5. I would give it a seven. Like, I'm so excited because I want to see how things are going to go. But, you know, I think I'm a little more excited for other ones. Right. This one is more interesting. And this is the one where uh, Kevin Feige didn't really elaborate on as much because there are so many things Mm -hmm. that are are going to come for this movie project in particular. And that is Spider-Man Far From Home, the sequel. Um, Yeah. I love Spidey. Yeah. He's my favorite. So they're bringing in Jay jo- J- J- Jonas Jameson, uh, <laughs> Alfred Milano, who played Doc Ock in the second Spider-Man film. And I'm not sure if they've successfully done so yet, but they've 
they're going to be bringing in Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire from the other two Spider-Man franchises. I've seen so many things on Twitter. About so there's that. like a lot of those things that I've said like they haven't announced yet, like not officially by yeah. Marvel Studios. It's just been leaked, confirmed by credible sources that are pretty good at leaking accurate yeah. information. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, on how excited I am for that project, probably like a nine, because I they're adding way too many characters, like from what yes. I from what I can tell, and unless they like give justified reasons mm-hmm. for why they're bringing in those people back, I mean, I'd love to see them again. Yeah, I mean, like I don't think they did a justified, a ju- a good ending for Tobey Maguire nor yeah. Andrew Garfield. So I'd like to see them, but at the same time, it's like it's, it's so hard to do justice to them. Well, see, I think that's the problem with it because I saw like something on TikTok and they were talking about these Spider-Man yeah. movies and that was the fear of them bringing on way too many characters because then <sighs> it's like, then are like, they said they have to do it in a way where Tom's like storyline isn't ruined because the problem that happened with like the past Spider-Man 2, the yeah. third one is they always like overwhelmed it with so many storylines and so many right. characters and that's what like kind of led it to fail. Which, so which one? Sorry. Both of the both of the other Spider Mans in the third one. Really? That there was like apparently a lot of storylines. Home. Oh no no no. Okay yeah. No no not not not. No, Tom, I know I know I know I know. Andrew and I know, I know. Toby. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. Oh my yeah. god, the third ones or the last ones I should say yeah, are always ones. are always doomed to fail. Yeah, so that's like it's kind of scary, you know, because it's like oh these past two Spider Mans failed and this that's the third gonna one. suck. I mean, hmm. And well, usually, yeah. they've already alluded to the fact that it's going to be like a multiverse film because yeah. it's it's, it's said connected it's to, tied to WandaVision yes. and, and Doctor and Strange's Strange. the, uh, multiverse, multiverse of Madness. Or multiverse, yeah. But that's cool because... It's so crazy. Because Sam Ra- Oh, okay. We're, I'll save that for the next one. Let's okay. let's continue. So I, I, I just... One last thing that, that I want to say about this one. I hope Mark Webb, the creator for Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield's Spider-Man and Sam Raimi, the creator for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man yes. are all involved. Like they would give good direction as to how these characters should be directed. Yeah. Now, okay, I'm so glad this that this is the next one. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. 10 okay. out of 10. 10 out of 10. I'm, 10 out of 10. Yes. I'm so excited. Oh, the other one was like a, probably like an eight. Which one? Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Oh, no, I'm 10 out of 10 for Spider-Man because I love Spider-Man. Doctor Strange. He was, Doctor Strange too, 10 out of 10. Like, Doctor Strange's character probably sucked ass in the, in the standalone film that he did, but Doctor Strange with Thor, Doctor Strange with the Avengers was really cool. Yeah. He's he's a great side character. I like And I want to see him as like a, like a fully actualized super magical being. In, in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And it's good because Sam Raimi's coming back to direct this one. And Sam Raimi is an expert. He is an expert in in horror film. That's what I'm excited for. I was just going to mention. Because like they're taking this to a whole different like level or vibe. And like bringing horror into it. And yeah. I'm like... I personally get scared by horror, but I'm still excited. I, I really yes. want to see it. I really want to see where they go with this. Like It is a test. This yes. is definitely a test of whether Marvel Studios can actually showcase something something horrific <laughs> yeah or not if it's willing to take risk this is this is going to be an experiment yes this is definitely an experiment and this is like a whole new like version of everything i don't i don't know i'm just really excited for that one and see what they do with it as well as like how it's going to connect with everything i fucking love it um uh, thor love and thunder Okay, I I forget her name, but the actress Natalie Jane. Portman. Yes, Natalie Portman. I love her. She's amazing, and I loved her as Padme. So I'm really excited to just be able to see her again and see how like you know that transition is, or like for, from her being Jane to 
Lady Th- oh, okay, one thing I do have to complain about, which one thing that I've like I just hate that it's like Lady Thor and She Hulk. It's like okay, why are they Well let's let's get into that later because She Hulk is gonna come. Yeah, is, well is I'm not up. I'm not speaking particularly about She Hulk. It's just more of like I don't think they names. call her I don't think they call her Lady Thor. I think yeah. it's, I think it might be Thor. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. I hope they do something cool with it where in the sense where like she's not known as Lady Thor, you know? That's right. the only thing I'm like, okay, I wonder how they're gonna like take that. Um but I'm really excited about that one. I would say like eight point five. Uh, probably like, I prob I'm I wanted to be more excited about this, but nah, I'll just give it a seven. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not even gonna elaborate on it. Okay. Black Panther two. Uh, Oof, so many mixed emotions yes. for this one. Yes. Well, I'm kind of like happy that they're not going to recast, just because you know that it's just so hard to see or like. Just, I think Shuri is going to be the next Black yeah, Panther. Yeah, she is. She should be because in the comics too. But she's she's short. Oh my gosh! So no, short people can be. I know, I know. Kidding. People are going to cancel my ass because. I hate bringing, well, I think it's I hate bringing up yeah. cancel cancel culture in general. Shuri, uh, <clears throat> I think. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't seem like she she can fight. Okay, you're not wrong about that. But at the same time, I think. Am she, I being an ableist about this? A bit, I guess. But at, see, that's the thing, though. I think, yes, I think I wouldn't say just because she's small or, you know, that she might not fit the role. But I think it's because she is very young that it might, you know, be difficult. But even in the comics, she does end up becoming the next Black yeah. Panther. So I think it's really cool. And in the sense, not, I mean, not the reason why I wonder why how this she would happening. play it. Yeah, but that's what I'm Black like. Panther's supposed to be serious. Somebody that's supposed to be taken serious, and she's like a very she's zany. Young. She's new. She's fresh in her inventions, and you know, she's just really chill. I loved her character. Yeah, but is she gonna be quiet as Black Panther, or is she gonna be like the talkative type, like every other U- MCU character? You know? uh, I thought it was funny from Civil War because I just because that's it that's probably why people like Black Panther so much is because he was the quiet, um, guy willing to kill people. Really? I mean... Yeah, I mean, he was going to kill Zemo until he decided not to. But I think it's... He's a wise leader. He became... Like, you know, he didn't let that anger, like... I don't know. Yeah, okay, let's move on. Uh, Seven out of ten. I'd say eight. Mm, I'm probably... Okay, so for the next one, it's Captain Marvel 2. I'm probably more excited about this one then i should probably should be because they're gonna they're they're bringing in miss marvel mm-hmm. Ooh, i'm excited for miss marvel captain marvel 2 dude captain marvel is not a good character in the oh mcu i haven't read her in the comics or whatever but she's yeah. like she's boring i but i do want to rewatch the uh, what do you call it the um the first, the first one? one yeah because they the scroll was pretty cool the scroll was like the only character that yeah. i liked I didn't even like Samuel L. Jackson because he did it. I mean, he's just Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> no, Sam. No, I love Samuel L. Jackson yeah. in, in reality, but man, she was just, just, just a lame character. I don't know. I, lo- I want to rewatch it because I feel like a lot of people were like, "Oh, she has no character death or whatever." But at the same time, it's like, okay, she only had one movie and she kind of just appeared out of nowhere in some parts. My but- friends were being really sexist about it. They're like, I, I guess, because there was a lot of leaks. In yeah. the production of it, and there was like some pictures of her in a suit, and then my friends 
some of them were, were saying her ass isn't big enough oh my gosh <laughs> that's so horrible it's like it's not supposed to be big enough and they wanted if they wanted to make it bigger then they could obviously use cgi no yeah i mean i didn't like the criticism i was like oh she should smile more or whatever which is stupid and it's like okay do you see all of these other characters smiling in their the picture that they use for yeah the i judge your character too much because yeah, I just thought she was too stoic at the time, but I do want to rewatch it just, yeah. to, just to see if my thoughts have changed. Yeah, well, I'm excited to see how they take it and like maybe like bring more character into her or whatever. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I'm excited to see that. I'm I'm more excited to see her team up with Miss Marvel. That's gonna be interesting. So like nine yeah. out of ten. I would say still eight 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 point five. Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, I'll give my rating right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Probably nine and a half out of ten because I I want to see James Gunn return and I think he's going to have more experience with R-rated movies by that time because he's he's directing the Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad is by far probably the one comic book movie that I'm really excited for besides Doctor Strange. Yeah. Actually, because they're not setting any limitations on him. That's the oh, that's wow. the only reason. And he's coming up with like all these wacky zany characters in the Suicide Squad, but. And and that's why he was able to do so well with the Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy because he's he resonated with the, these characters and he was just able to bring them to life. Yeah, I genuinely did really love that. So I'm really excited for that one too, and I want to see how the dynamic plays um, between Thor. Like now that Thor is there as well, you know what? This one is. Did I already give my rating? On yeah, you it? said nine point five. No, I, I'll give it a six. A six? Yeah. Oh my gosh, why? Because they're gonna bring in Gamora and and then. They're not even going to make her... It's not even like the the past Gamora yeah, it's that they the had. It's like this, the other one that they that they brought in from another yeah. dimension. Ugh. Why is That's going to uh, be weird. It is going to be very... Well, I want to see how that plays out because... I don't know. If they bring in Groot, then I want him to be more powerful than like the, the original Groot. I want him to be bigger. I'm excited I want to him to be him. like a Hulk Groot. Wouldn't that oh be cool? Oh my gosh, that would be pretty cool though. But I'm excited to see Groot's like little in his series yeah six out of ten because of gamora oh my gosh okay atman and the wasp quantum mania i for some reason i just love atman so i'm pretty excited about that i just really like i like atman too and i like that he's a dad and yeah and i mean he's, he's interesting because of his relationship with the wasp i like the but i don't like how they're dumbing him down as a person because he's supposed to be this this thief that graduated yeah with like a master's in electrical engineering, mm-hmm. but then they kind of make him a dumbass in some moments. And I, I don't agree with them writing him as mm-hmm. such. Peyton Reed doesn't do that great of a job with it. I don't, the reason why the first one was as good as it was mm-hmm. and arguably a lot better than Batman v Superman uh-huh. that came out in the same year was because the it, it was directed and a lot of the shots were were composed by Edgar Wright. And Edgar Wright was responsible for movies like Baby Driver, Shaun versus Shaun of the Dead, and and other great films. Uh-huh. And uh, what was the other one with uh, Scott Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Oh, yeah. Um, but I think that he's the reason why the first one was so good with his uh, creative collaboration with yeah. Peyton Reed and other writers. This one was is probably going to be cool though because all Michelle I liked I mean and and, mm-hmm. and the Wasp despite it being only written and directed by Peyton Reed. Yeah. And I liked, I like Michael Douglas. I like Michelle Pfeiffer. I like the the other chick. And 
and Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's fucking charismatic. I as shit. love Paul Rudd. I think that's what I love. As a, as a guy, I think I have yeah. like a man crush on him because he's just so. I, I he's he's charismatic and he's really likable. Yeah, he's just so cool. I just love him. But so. Eight out of ten. Ah, uh, yeah, eight eight and a half for me. They're gonna bring King of the Conqueror as a villain. Oh, the only thing a lot of people were complaining about was the character change because his daughter, like the actress, is cha- they, oh, they, yeah. I suck at names. Well, cause she but, uh, yeah, I don't know why they did that. But I don't know let's continue. Either, but, yeah. Fantastic Four. That one's going to be directed by the same guy who did uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming movies. I loved Spider-Man Homecoming, but um, I don't know. I'm kind of scared uh, just because like, they kind of like... I don't uh, know. I have a lot of thoughts on this one, but go go wait, ahead. Go ahead. Can I say this? Yeah, go. I don't. It's a white family. Unless they change. I mean, you're going to make a wrong move no matter what. If they put in. If they did. If if they do what they did in the last movie, the mm-hmm. one that came out in 2015, if they add, uh, if they make one of the the. Uh, the characters ethnically diverse, but but to be, to be fair, mm-hmm. the the one that came out in the two thousands, yes, uh, with Jessica Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba is is racially mixed, but she's not. But she still looks. She, yeah, she she's, still looks she's, white. She's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's the the ethnicity is a tricky part because with every movie that's coming out, you want to add some some type of representation. Yeah, and if they make it an all white family, then I think it's going to get backlash. But but who knows? I, I I don't I like I'm I'm making out like leftists, uh, or people on the left to be like mm-hmm. these awful people that don't like that will, you know, try and compromise uh and like a, a white cast no matter yeah. what. Um. But yeah, it, let me let me hear your thoughts on this. Well, I'm I've always liked Fantastic Four, because uh, I watched it when I was like really young, or the original ones. Um, but I I don't know because. I feel like they often like are like, oh, it's either really, it's usually really bad. So I don't know, maybe third time's a charm, but I don't know. I'm still pretty I, excited. To as see a kid, it. I liked the Fantastic Four yeah, movies. Yeah, I did. I too. thought they were cool. Yeah. Uh, eight out of ten. I don't know, like, uh, I I don't know much about this project. To give an honest, yeah, that's, yeah, that's but how I I, I am, I'm not really concerned about it, and I probably shouldn't, and I'm just. Like I, I sound like a racist asshole giving my opinion on, on the, on the ethnicity of the family members, but mm-hmm. I think that might be a problem no matter what, uh, especially in today's. Well, yeah, in today's, today's is, yeah, that's true because everyone wants. I mean, it's really important to have representation. Every, I mean, so. there's like always fluctuating preferences as to what, like a, a as to uh, changing the ethnicity of a comic book character i mean yeah. well i mean i think that's what i really appreciate about like the like the new york comics is that they are trying to add more representation too so right okay uh wandavision i love wanda and i'm i the trailer was actually really good at least i was like so intrigued like what the heck's going on and the connection between um the next doctor strange and home uh, spider-man so i'm actually really excited to see that um i would give it like i think a nine i just love one nine yeah okay mm, falcon and the winter soldier um 
I'd say an 8.5 because I want to see what happens next. Like, because Captain Cap's gone. So I want to see what they're going to do with it. I think, yeah, I'm ex- I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah. Probably 10 out of 10 for me. I love Bucky too. So I'm pretty. Like, I'm, I'm generally excited. I'm all yeah. Right. And Loki. Okay. Loki is one of my absolute favorite characters. I think he's just charming. I think Tom Hiddleston is an actor especially for that role he's super super likable i love miss i don't know i just love that he's so mischievous like I, he's so cool but yeah like you know he has that mischievous persona which yes. is so cool about him too. he's so cool and i just love loki and i was so heartbroken when he died and i was like wait is this the actual death like i i was like i don't want to watch this anymore like my sister too she was like because oh, that's her she really loves loki too yeah um so i'm like 10 out of 10 excited for this one i am just really hyped to see how like you know what happens and the trailer is really interesting too i was like oh shoot like you know yeah i don't know i'm yeah i'm really excited for loki he's he's my favorite yeah um i'm trying to find the next one i'd say for loki i'd probably give it uh like it's gonna eight out of ten because the trailer looked pretty interesting to me yeah i'm excited to see where that goes i just love the characters uh miss marvel i'm pretty excited for that one too Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. When it's new, I'm like, not like, oh my gosh, because like, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm like excited. But the color palette for that show looked really amazing. And I think I, I like the the teenage romance aspect of it because that's something mm-hmm. that's going to be new to the Marvel scene. That's true. So I like it. Yeah, I'm excited for I'm, them. I like that. Yeah, I, I don't know much about Miss Marvel, but I'm, I think I want to give that one a 10 out of 10. That's, yeah, I think I'd give it like an 8.5. But I'm, because I'm excited to see that. But, I don't know much about it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. We have, as the last one, She-Hulk. I'm excited because of what you said. Right. No, we were talking about it and how they might even bring up Matt Murdock and Charlie Cox from the Netflix show. I, Yeah, I, I'm i excited. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. If that does happen, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, that's going to be crazy. I'm, I, yeah, so I'm really excited to see what they do with that one, too um yeah yeah okay uh then there's what if too oh yeah what if um i'll probably give that one maybe like a five i'm not really interested in those concepts i was like okay i don't know it's pretty interesting just because i have like seen the comics or like not read all of them but like the difference between the comics so I don't know. I'm pretty excited, but that one's like, eh. I'd say uh, eight though. Still seven? No, seven. Mm. It, it was scary because Captain America looks scary. I was like, ah. Yeah, no, he's a zombie. I think. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. All right, everybody. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, we make sure to stick around in the next two weeks. Hold on to your horses. Hold on to your shamalama ding dong. Oh my gosh. And and we will we will be we. We will bring a very special program the next one. So um, thank you for joining us today, and uh, we hope to see you next time. Okay, bye-bye. Peace.